0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, Welcome to this new thing that we are starting here right now. We're calling it 1189 because there's 1189 chapters in the Bible and we're going to study one of them today from the book of Ezekiel, you know, but people are probably watching this in order in the future. So they're presumably like, oh, this is the first one? Yeah, this is the first one. Whatever, whatever order you're watching them in. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. Um, I am Landon. I am uh, a human person who's talking to you right now, and I have a wife, Brie, and three kids. And this is the third time we've had to film this because of the way Logan introduced himself. And so I'm going to (laughs) introduce Logan for him so that we don't have to film it again. This is Logan. He is a human person who has a mustache. And he is an incredible teacher of God's word. And I love him.
1: Great. You might as well just introduce all of us. No, go ahead. No, okay.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: My name is Amanda Guillory. I am a worship leader. And um, yeah, just glad to be here.
2: And my name's Nick. I am a trophy husband and avid indoorsman.
0: My brother wanted to have a TV show for a while called The Great Indoorsman, And it was just him at his house doing things. I would definitely watch and subscribe. Be so good. I'd go to a live taping. Now, we have too too many mustaches here. Can we we agree on that? This is one of the things we didn't think about when we were getting guests. I vote Logan needs to get rid of his. For a game. Right now. We'll shave it. You can't can't have more than two mustaches. You can't have more than 50% mustaches in any event ever. It does not make sense. So if I was watching this from home, I'd be like, okay, good content, but like too many mustaches. So I would minimize it and just look at my Bible.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I vote since Logan's is obviously the newest mustache. I'm assuming (laughs) unless you've had yours since you were like two. That That's
0: one of us has to shave it.
1: <laughs> okay. Sounds good. That's
0: good. I'm hoping that like during this, you're going to kind of like skew older and he's going to skew younger. So at some point you're going to start talking to him like he's like 11. We do that <laughs>
2: naturally anyway. So that, that won't be hard. That'll that won't, be great. That won't be That'll hard be hard great. Yeah.
0: Okay. So why don't you guys grab your Bible and open it to Ezekiel chapter one. And if you're watching at home or in your car or listening on a podcast app or whatever, we're so glad that you're here. And we would love it if you would um, like comment and subscribe, that would be fantastic. Um, Which one is my close up camera? Which one should I look at this one? Okay, so I've been doing it wrong the whole time so far. So (laughs) so um, so if you're watching, we're just glad that you're here. We just want to bless you. We've been working on this idea for a long time and in general. We believe that the word of God is inspired and is profitable. And we just want to teach it to you. And that is my heart. That's what I want to do with my life. And so I'm honored that you would be here and would listen to this. And the way the algorithms work is if you push that thumbs up or whatever it is in the future. And if you share, that'd be awesome. And that tells the algorithm that you like it. That's you telling a robot that you like a thing. Um, it's hacking basically. Yeah. And the You're robot never forgets. Yep. it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. You so it what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to look at the book of Ezekiel. Let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about the Bible. Um, I divide up the Bible into these sections because I think it's helpful for people. I remember studying the Bible in college and it was a lot of fun, but I had like a pretty firm understanding of what like. John three sixteen was, but I didn't really understand like what a prophet was, if that makes sense. And so I tried to, when I first started teaching, to really integrate and help people understand, like, okay, here, so this is like a ball type mechanism. Okay, there we go. Now, now we're looking good, because you don't want to have too much pressure on your neck. <laughs> yeah. you know what You're I mean. gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because I'm starting our... and I'm like I'm gonna be talking for an hour and my neck is adjusted like this. Mm-hmm. Like that's not gonna work yeah. for the whole entire time. You know you guys you feel good i feel great good good okay so i find that this is a helpful way to see the structure of the bible so the whole bible is god's word uh the Pentateuch, or the first five is god's law then god's people and then it takes a step back with god's wisdom just explaining like the big questions of life and then god's prophets and that's where we're going to be and then god's son that's the gospels and then god's church those are the letters and i just like using this tool when we start, when I start teaching something, cause I think it helps. And I like the blue squiggly lines on the side. I designed these slides. What do you guys did think? Did you really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, That's a good, that like breaks it They're up. They're cool. <laughs> if you take those away, it, it, it had been very boring. And if very it was boring. a straight line, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense.
0: And if you take them away, then you're going to notice how off center it is. So you're going to mm-hmm. notice what a bad job <laughs> I did. So really, the squiggly lines are like an emotional loss leader, taking your eyes off of what I've done that was wrong. And they and the, and it builds in.
1: Ooh, that was fancy.
0: The <laughs> animation is key. Yeah, you're an animator. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, hacker and animator in one <laughs> podcast. Totally. Primarily animator, secondarily Bible teacher. Okay, so. Um, these are the four prophets. There's five books um, in the prophets because Lamentations, but uh, is also in there. But I view Lamentations functionally as a part of Jeremiah in that sense. So here are the four um, major prophets. So um, I got a reword for all of them because I, I grew up Baptist, and this is just—it's just really important mm-hmm. to have alliteration. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's functionally a replacement for the Holy Spirit. If you can't have the Holy <laughs> Spirit, you can at least have alliteration. It's either this or three C's. Yeah, something you gotta you got find all these in the C's. That's my wedding sermon. I got three C's for you today. <laughs> Which I people keep asking me to do their wedding, and I don't know why. Like, have you ever heard me speak? You want me would, yeah. with a microphone no on your big day. That's yeah, what you no want. Offense. You think that's a good decision. <laughs> Like I've heard some crazy wedding sermons too in my day. And oh yeah, dude. I had the mother-in-law yelling at me after a wedding I did last year. Cause I like forgot to do something. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like they made their choice. My favorite okay? thing about that
2: story is that it happened last year. Like this is recent, this wasn't like okay. when I was a young youth pastor, I had a mother-in-law yelling yeah. at me. Oh yeah. this yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a recent thing that just happened. <laughs> we got to save that story for a later podcast okay, for sure. cool. I would cool. Love That's to behind that. the paywall. <laughs> the <Patreon. laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon yes. and you can do what That's a good happened. joke. We should keep that <laughs> joke going, but there never is a paywall. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> People are just frustrated looking for it in yeah. the comments. Because then in the future when we're all dead and some robot owns this content, they can install a paywall mm-hmm. and say that it was always the idea. In short, the style we of short out Landon. the robot yeah, yeah. so um these are the prophetic books we're going to look at the book of ezekiel i think this is probably the least studied of those four would you guys say mm-hmm. yeah everybody studies oh, yeah. daniel at least the first half because it's got those really cool stories and then isaiah and jeremiah have a lot of encouraging verses that get mm-hmm. quoted and ezekiel really doesn't have any of that stuff doesn't really have hardly any narrative and it also doesn't have any real <laughs> encouragement yeah. is
1: what so what drew you and maybe you'll get into this but why why Ezekiel for you
0: yeah that's a great question um, Logan I was thinking about um, I'm, th- I, I'm always thinking about how to get people to believe what the Bible says about itself So the Bible says about itself that it's profitable. And I believe that, and I want people to believe that. And so I have these ideas in my head. Like if you start with the hardest content Mm -hmm. and then they go through that and they're like, oh, that was like, I kind of understand that. Then I feel like it brings them into this frontier or vista of being like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. so I taught Leviticus straight through. And this is, this is kind of like the sequel to that. I think these are the two most difficult books. Yeah, and I had this woman at the end of the Ezekiel or the Leviticus study asking if it could be longer, and I was just like, "This is the greatest moment of my entire life. <laughs> I yeah, that's insane. I have ascended into Paul's third heaven. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am not on Earth, celestial kingdom. Thank you, Leviticus. Sharon. Yeah,
2: Leviticus is the uh, when you're doing the Bible reading plan through a year, like Leviticus and De- like Deuteronomy. Those are the, those are the cheat days. It's like, eh, I can miss those. That's where you turn to so, the audio. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to Netflix for the next couple of weeks and then, and then yes. pick it
0: back up. And
2: exactly. Ezekiel, yeah. Daniel, Minor Prophet.
0: That's where you turn on the audio and like flip the app off and start scrolling. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm listening <laughs> exactly. to it. That's enough. Box checked. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I'm teaching from Leviticus, I like to say, hey, open your Bible to Leviticus or um, where you quit through your read through Bible in a year from <laughs> last year. Um, everybody's in like the table of contents. Yeah. Everyone's like, <laughs> 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 boom,
1: roasted. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> totally so the, it's god's prophet of return and the question obviously is return of what um the book of ezekiel is centered completely around the glory of god so um you're gonna see it and i'm gonna show it to you in the outline um and i guess i even made a slide uh that with that word in larger font to express <laughs> i think i also oh yeah here it is I also, exactly, I also wait exactly i also and it's See, I see, I see what oh, that's theology. I see what you did. That's <laughs> theology. That's good theology. And so, um, it is about, um, glory. It is about the glory of God, which I suppose, you know, you could, you could, uh, turn into a teaching point about why perhaps, um, it's less studied because perhaps, uh, if we were honest with ourselves, we would recognize that, um, Uh, The the, the Bible passages that are most easily applicable to us are often the passages that we most immediately go to. And perhaps uh, many of the passages that we least go to are the ones that are most about the character of God. um, And and perhaps we have perceived that that is less about us. This is about uh, the glory of God. Um, I'm going to get to an outline in a second, uh, but first let's just talk a little bit about what is a prophet. So this is like just introductory stuff, you know, and we're going to get to the text, I promise. (laughs) To the expository people out there that are like, get to the text, Pastor. (laughs) I'm almost done with my Chick-fil-A sandwich. Pastor hasn't even gotten to the text. They said this is expository teaching. Why do they always have a Southern accent? I know. (laughs) Uh, Probably because the only accents I can do are Southern and British, so I have to make them into those. The West Coast yeah. preacher who's an expository fan like feels totally <laughs> insulted right now. I do have like a Portland character that I've been working on, but oh. I can't. I, there's not really an accent for that. Okay, so what is a prophet? Um, uh, what is a prophetic person? Um, this is what the Bible teaches about that, and I would say that these are points that in general. Um, many more conservative Christians, of which I am one, but many more conservative Christians don't functionally believe that this is true. What they believe is that this is a thing that used to exist. And so they're okay with any of this stuff as it applies to the Bible. But the problem with that is that the Bible then says that this applies now, Mm -hmm. repeatedly in the New Testament. And so I don't wanna bother or frustrate anyone, but I do want people to get good teaching. So we see um, that uh, a prophet can be a spokesman, A seer, um, which is a person who sees visions, either when they're awake or when they're asleep. That's an incredibly rare gift. Uh, A visionary is uh, similar to a seer, and uh, just a man of God, uh, a person um, who has been called by God, and that in Hebrew actually is the word for God. Uh, Elohim is one of the names of God. A servant of Yahweh, a messenger of Yahweh, these are people whose lives were deplorably awful. Like, Jeremiah had the worst life by far, which is so ironic that his verse is, like, the verse that everybody talks about how good (laughs) life can be. He had the worst life ever. He got picked to be a prophet as a kid, so he didn't even get, like, the teenage innocence of, like, just living a normal life. Being a kid. Yeah, totally. Okay, so um, Ezekiel, let's talk a little bit about Ezekiel. He was 25 years old. He was married. He's one of the rare prophets that was married Wow. What a guy. God told me to
1: marry you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He pulled
2: the plastic. Listen, I have a prophecy. God (laughs) God told me to marry you. First date. (laughs) (laughs) A good... <laughs> Only time it's excusable with this guy.
0: That's a good joke. Like that <laughs> made really me good. glad that we picked you for He's this. He's the original like Bible college. Yeah. Do you want to come when I teach these live to the church and have no notes and just... just like once every ten minutes just say a quip? Logan's just the hype man. And then people will be like, "What Bible study do you go to?" I don't know. The one with the two white guys with mustaches. <laughs> they talk about the Bible like forty percent of the time. um So because Ezekiel notes uh, the date, we have a more accurate um, time frame on when Ezekiel was around than the majority of the prophets. Most of the prophets are just like probably, you know, around 600 or 700. But we have really good dates for this, and you'll see that when we get to the text. Um, What is happening in Ezekiel is it is on the crux of the exile. So in the Old Testament, they are... Uh, The people of God chosen by God and then they are in Egypt they are rescued from Egypt and they are brought to Israel and at the crux of entering Israel is the book of Deuteronomy and in the book of Deuteronomy there is a prophetic statement over the rest of the Old Testament which is obey and be blessed disobey and be cursed and if you don't understand that then you won't understand why the rest of the books are in there because all the rest of the books are about that idea and it's not like it's like in one sentence it's literally Moses says it probably over 200 times in the Hmm. book of Deuteronomy and so here we are in the disobey and be cursed and so God has promised you are going into exile if you don't obey exile means you're getting kicked out of the country of Israel and so that is happening in this book and so we have um, God's glory and they are leaving God's glory because they are in exile and then the end of the book is a prophetic look back at that and so when you read all of it, it's like, whoa, this is so weird. But I really do think you'll get it when we study all of it. It's all there. Hmm. Um, he was 25 years old when he, was ta- when he and his wife were taken uh, from their home. How old are you, Logan? 21. 21. 21. How long did
1: people live back then?
0: Oh, man. Because if
1: they only lived to 40, then you're halfway through.
0: I mean, I can't imagine there's like a lot of like 110-year-old guys back then i know that in the psalms it says man's age is 70 or by reason of strength 80 so probably something like that um do you want me to say that you're single on this you can say that yeah
2: yeah that's okay yeah
0: that is true can we just put his like instagram handle on the screen real quick (laughs) i used to run a college ministry and one of the nights our host couldn't be there and he was like this really good looking single dude and so as a joke I hosted that night and put up his phone number and I was like, Hey, I know like the women want <laughs> Not to talk the to Zach. Phone yeah, and a girl oh. did it. A girl texted him and asked him to go to coffee. That's uh, exciting. Was, and then they got married? married? No. Ah, oh, man.
1: So close. But like I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't prophesy. <laughs> so <laughs> didn't a little
0: prophesy. bit more about the book of Ezekiel. Only Psalms, Isaiah and Jeremiah are longer. There's more visions um here uh than anywhere else in the Bible other than John the Prophet. Uh, it's written in first person singular, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's very personal in in comparison um, with the rest of uh, the prophetic books. Um, here's like a quick overview. So the chapters one through three are the calling of the prophet. I could have called it the seeing of the glory, um, but it's really the call of the prophet in the the context of the glory. Plus, chapter one has all the stuff that people think is about aliens. So we're going to be able to get to that today, which is going to be fantastic. Um, aliens, bro. Yeah, Yeah. when I'm talking about Aliens, the shorts and the reels are just gonna go off the charts on TikTok because that's what everybody loves. They love like like music and then they're like, but what if the Bible was actually about
2: aliens? We, sh- we should probably say aliens a couple more times for the algorithm. For <laughs> the robots. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, just they're say
0: aliens. Do you ever have like somebody making a joke and they're like making a joke about something that's like horrible and then they feel like they need to tell their phone to tell the FBI like we didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yep. Like someone's <laughs> like, yeah, we have evidence of aliens in our basement. Like someone's making a joke like that and then you just take out your phone. You're like, but like, Whoever's listening, not like, really. We, we don't have that. That's a joke. But the God. aliens are super chill, like yeah. they're not a threat. Totally. And Alexa's like, okay, I will not contact the FBI. <laughs> so here's the quick overview, um, and here is the not quick overview. So this is the full overview oh, wow. of the book, and I know you can't see it if you're watching uh, from home. That's the whole point. It's just it's just this idea of like being appropriately overwhelmed. With how much content uh, is is in here, Um, and so let's start. uh, Grab grab your Bible, um, guys, and grab your Bible if you're at home. Um, I'm not going to do the like boomer thing and be like, if you don't have a paper Bible, it doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) We should probably name that character. It's like Foghorn Leghorn, you know the old rooster. Yes, he was funny. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And I also have a character that's like this British guy that's like a college professor, and he just thinks that everything you say theologically is wrong. I want to get him in the mix, too. Of course, that's too. British, too. Totally, yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah cool. I didn't know the gospel reached there yet. If
0: we all can have a like a
2: character accent, we basically double the, <laughs> yes. double the cast. I yes.
0: I didn't know the gospel reached there yet. Yeah. <laughs> outreach people group. now's a good time it's to like, plug your bible college <laughs> that is such a like i'm in bible college dunk america invented the gospel <laughs> yeah wait there's a difference between america and israel in the text that's news to me that's it yet. that's news to me because i'm confused about that um if my people were called by name.
2: <laughs> we should wait to publish this until after logan graduates him diff. totally this might, this yeah. might come up
0: <laughs> okay oh my gosh i just the my the the holy spirit just i think helped me see that i shouldn't say what i was about to say okay oh, praise good the praise the lord <laughs> so ezekiel is the performance art prophet um This is one of the things that really drew me to this book. Uh, God keeps uh, asking Ezekiel to perform these art pieces. um, And uh, these are you'll see them Um, not not in the first chapter, but there's like 11 of them. And I worked with an artist to to draw these um, so we can picture them. But God's like, you know, lay on your side for a year. And does all this crazy stuff, and then people are coming up to him asking him what it means, and that's the way that God blessed him so that people would hear his um, prophecies. Um, on, on his relation, on uh, Ezekiel's relation to Jeremiah, John Calvin said um, he has all things in common with Jeremiah, as I have said, with this peculiarity that he denounces the last slaughter against the people because they ceased not to heap iniquity upon iniquity. And thereby inflamed still more and more the vengeance of God. And I think this book has the greatest close of any book in the entire Bible. Probably tied with Exodus and Revelation. This is what John Calvin prayed before he started teaching. um, The book of Ezekiel. He said, grant us, Lord, to meditate on the heavenly mysteries of thy wisdom with true progress in piety to thy glory and our edification imagine just like praying and that's what you say. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's why I love reading. I love reading his prayers. I love reading Spurgeon's prayers. I'm just like, man, like that's wild. All right, let's jump in. We ready? I'm ready. Are we ready, guys?
1: Ready Ready
0: to go? Oh my gosh. Okay, here's my Bible. I have a paper Bible because I just love God more than you guys, but that's okay. I I have a paper Bible at home. You have a paper Bible at home, Amanda. I do. I, do. I have a lot of things at home that I'm I don't have here. Does
2: that count for anything?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, well, you can dunk heart. on me because I'm not actually going to use my paper Bible because I have the text here organized. I can't. I can't. It's, I can't. Hey, it's, it's good just, for the it's, thumbnail. It
1: looks pretty. It's performance. Yeah, totally. It totally. Yeah. Here's
0: like yeah. the thumbnail pose. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> I just don't have enough courage to do that on my YouTube channel. I want to because it helps the click-through rate, but. Absolutely. All right, let's 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 jump in. Um, let's just pray really quick before we jump in. Um, Lord, we just pray that you'd bless us as we study right now. We pray that you'd bless every single person who's watching this, both now and in the future. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, we pray that you'd pour out your spirit upon them in grace. We pray that you would communicate to them the forgiveness of their sins. We pray that you would bring to mind uh, any sins that they have committed that you would call them to repent of. We pray that you would see that you rejoice over them, that you dance over them, that you sing over them, that you are their father. And I pray that your heart would come through this book. And I pray that we wouldn't reject it because of the aggressive language. We would receive it as the word of God, which it is in the name of Jesus. amen. Amen. All right. So chapter one says in the 30th year in the fourth month on the fifth day of the month as I was among the exiles by the Kibar Canal the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God so most scholars agree that this is July 31st 593 BC so there's uh, seven years until the exile and so I know that this is confusing so Israel split into two kingdoms And the first kingdom went into exile 722 BC. Now the other kingdom is where Ezekiel is from. They have not gone into exile yet. They're going into exile in 586. And their prophecies are leading up to that and after that. But we see in Kings that some of the people got taken into exile first. A very, very small amount. So Ezekiel is prophesying from exile the entire time. He was part of that small amount. Exactly. Got taken, got it. So it's like Star Wars Episode Eight, where, like, the whole time Luke is on the island and he never leaves the island. It's like that. Right. He's always in this place, but then, like, in visions, he's, he's everywhere. Right. But you have to keep that in mind. I know that's a bit confusing, so ask me um, if, if you ever forget uh, well, this, that part.
2: This is also important note that is, is very dumb and obvious, but I always get— I always get hung up on this uh-huh. it's just a small like point of confusion but since we're talking about dates bc is obviously like counting down and so if you oh right y- yeah so like you know 722 happened before 586 whereas and yeah. i know you know, people are what an idiot who doesn't know that it's just you just overlook it you don't like we live in totally that. yeah
1: so, i appreciate that. that's a good thing to know quick a little sure. disclaimer
0: that's really good
1: before christ
0: before Christ okay so it's seven years before the exile but he's already in exile so he's prophesying from exile about the exile Um, the Kibar Canal is a canal that was used for irrigation in Babylon near the Euphrates River the heavens verse one were opened and I saw visions of God Um, this is chapters one through three now he's gonna be seeing these visions on the fifth day of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiakim. So um, we don't really need to go into that, but if you want to understand all of that, you just read First and Second Kings. The, most of the prophets are happening at the same time as First and Second Kings. And so when they mark it, you can find out exactly where they were at in time and read through the book. It's actually really cool. Verse 3, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, boozy that's excellent name yeah that's Boo, good. son of
2: booze hound <laughs> little boozy vert ah oh, dang it i was just about to say that you jerk
1: because <laughs> i'm 11 i just <laughs> that's, that's a good that's joke. What 11 year old listen to little
0: boozy is his rap name that's a it's good sound cloud name yeah i want to get like a sound panel so that i can do like beow, peow, peow, DJ beow. sounds yeah like
1: <laughs> beow, 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 beow. <laughs>
0: Like, remember in the 90s when, like, a DJ would go on the air and be like, hey, guys, and then make, like, a flushing sound, and everybody in their car were like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Do you Um, remember that, Logan? Oh, yes, I listened to so much radio
1: (laughs) back in the 90s.
0: So um, uh, it could be translated, the word of the Lord indeed came, uh, which I think is a a, a bit better of a translation uh, because it's like, it's just the, the, the turn of phrase is communicating, like, of course, like, yes, like, we all know that Ezekiel is like this God-tier prophet, and he was a priest. Um, you see in verse 3, he's a prophet and a priest. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's very interesting about this book. Ezekiel is like one of the two or three best pictures of Christ in the whole Old Testament, and I'll tell you why, and you're going to see this repeatedly throughout the study. Ezekiel's name in the book God calls him the son of man over 90 times and Jesus calls himself the son of man in the gospels over 90 times. So if you're a Jewish person and you're hanging out with Jesus and he keeps calling himself that you're thinking of Ezekiel.
2: Interesting.
0: Right? So it's just it's just like an obvious narrative connection. It's the it's the name that Jesus used for himself the most often. We're going to get more into that but you're going to see it because it's in there a ton of times.
1: So that is a connection point not a confusion
0: point tell me what you mean
1: uh like which one is it is the son of man ezekiel or is it jesus because if i'm a jewish person and i hear that jesus is saying he's the son of man i'm like no you're not that was ezekiel
0: totally and you're you're right it's both because you're seeing that in the text when they say you know who is jesus some people say he's elijah some people say he's he's the he's the prophet come back do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yes it's both okay i see is
2: it is it like a is it like a title of like um debate or distinction like the goat like it's jordan some people say it's lebron it's like who's you know <laughs> okay is it you know ezekiel or jesus are they one and the same or is it not that big of a deal i don't know but i
0: like it we'll have yeah. to find out one day verse four as i looked behold a stormy wind came out of the north and a great cloud and brightness around it and fire flashing continually and in the midst of the fire as it were gleaming metal So that word for gleaming metal there in verse four is like uh, this type of like amber stone, which obviously brings with it all of the like Jurassic Park jokes and everything, but it like, that's that's that color, obviously without the spider inside, but that color that they're talking about there is that kind of like gold. And from the midst of it, verse five, came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance.
2: beginning to see the aliens <laughs>
1: totally <laughs> have you seen some of the artwork like people have drawn up about the about
0: the... oh it's coming oh <laughs> <laughs> have i seen it yeah <laughs> like it's like wow okay i was trying to buy, i was trying to figure out how to buy one because this guy made this amazing painting but we'll talk about that when we get there so each had four faces and each of them had four wings their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the sole of a calf's foot and they sparkled like burnished bronze Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. And the four had their faces and their wings thus. Their wings touched one another. Each of them went straight forward without turning as they went. So that idea is there a few times. Uh, Without turning as they went is, like, think of like a drone. Like when you're flying a drone, you can just say, go right. And it doesn't have to turn like a car. It can just go. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the idea there verse 10 and as for the likeness of their faces each had a human face the four had the face of a lion on the right side and the four had the face of an ox on the left side and the four had the face of an eagle so he's like he's he's using language where he's like I'm seeing something it doesn't exactly make sense he's like but let me tell you like what I'm seeing right because he's like They look like this on the left side, this on the right side, but they also look like this. They also look like an Eagle and they also look like a person. So he's obviously seeing it's a vision. He's not seeing a literal thing, but he is seeing something that God wanted him to see that is a representation of a literal reality. And that's what visions are. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what confuses so many people. They're like, oh, that's what angels look like. And you're like, maybe, maybe not that's what they look like right now in this vision to communicate something to this person. Mm-hmm. So um, th- uh, there was a, a painting that was attempted uh, by Raphael, um, who I, I think is even, I think is better than Michelangelo. Um, he, he's one of my favorite uh, painters. And this is, you know, it's, it's quite a bit less uh, aggressive, I think, than, than the way the language would look. Uh, and because he does not split the faces in half I don't no. think it's it's as clear as what it is in the text, but it is you know a stunning uh, rendition of 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 this, and it's so intriguing that people were thinking about this. Was, this was painted in fifteen seventeen to fifteen eighteen, and it's only forty one centimeters by thirty centimeters, so it's very 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 small. Uh, it's at the at the Pitti Palace in Florence, Italy. Um, Daniel Bloch, who is one of Um, The theologians that I'm going to quote a lot about Ezekiel said that the lion was renowned for its strength ferocity and courage The eagle was the swiftest and most stately of birds. The ox Was not uh, the only uh, was was not only the most valuable domestic animal But also functioned as a symbol of fertility and divinity the human being created as the image of God and invested with divine majesty And that's a point that I think a lot of people miss is the is the most dignified and most noble of all so these four animals are seen in these angelic beings that we're going to see in a second are around the throne of god but he hasn't talked about that yet so the the god and all of that stuff is coming in the text in a second and it's similar to what happens in revelation four in revelation four it says around the throne there are the four living creatures The first living creature is like a lion the second an ox the third a man and the fourth an eagle So you see this idea and this idea is important for understanding revelation And Ezekiel is one of the most important books for understanding revelation Mm -hmm. So I know there's like a lot of content. I know it's like a lot But if you're watching at home, you could just pause it, you know and take a break If you're listening
2: you really do need to be watching because we're talking about a lot of imagery totally and because I'm doing a lot of hand motions Yeah,
1: just It's very Go back to it. Yeah, anymore. totally. <laughs> but if
0: it's the future and a robot's driving yeah. your car, <laughs> then congrats. You, <laughs> you know, congrats.
2: So I've I've done a fairly decent job of avoiding uh, end times conversations over the last decade and a half. Um, I just find <laughs> them draining and pointless. What so, an intro. <laughs> so so I say that to say is this one of those passages where people go because I've known people in my life that I could see them reading this go. Well, the eagle is obviously America, and right. the ox obviously represents Russia. And it's <laughs> like, is this one of those things or is it not even fit in that uh, dispensationalist? It is, it is one of those okay. things. Yes. And Excellent. I think
0: that it's um, a mistake for uh, people to do that. Um, you know, but. So um, the it's it's. So, uh, Revelation is... Um, there are more allusions to the Old Testament in Revelation than there are verses. So, Revelation is a conglomeration of God showing John the visions that he had already shown to other people because they were still yet to come to pass, if that makes sense. Um, and the, so, these four these four beasts are kind of all throughout. Um, um, Hippolytus is one of the church fathers from 200 AD. He also sounds like a Pokemon. And... <laughs> He said, uh, this is also how Ezekiel depicts those uh, animals that praise God. And the four figures... Of the four evangelists, he demonstrates the glory of the Father and draws attention to his workings, in whom all four points of the compass are fulfilled. The one animal, he said, had four figures, end quote, because each figure is a gospel. Hippolytus is saying that he thinks that these these, uh, animals prefigure the four gospels, which I don't necessarily think is true, but certainly it's an interesting textual connection. Mm. And so... um, uh, let's let's continue uh, in verse 11. And their wings were spread out above. Each creature had two wings, each of which touched the wing of another, while two covered their bodies, and each went straight forward. Wherever the spirit would go, they went without turning as they went. There's that idea again. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. So you can get from the language that he does not exactly know how to describe what he's seeing. He's seeing these... Animals that are angels and they have multiple faces and they, are, they appear like they're on fire and they don't have to turn as they go. So if you can picture how terrifying it would be to see a, a f- the form of something like a person that does not have to turn to move in different directions, mm-hmm. yeah. it would be really scary to see that like if I'm just sitting here like this and I'm just moving sideways without moving at all, you would yeah. be like, um, I'm going to go home. Like, like so
1: sort of like chessboard yeah. illustration. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, and especially at
2: a time when there was absolutely zero concept of flight, yeah, aliens, you know, physics, yeah. any of that stuff. Like it would have been totally. even more mind-boggling
0: than what we're thinking of it now. So, so terrifying so, even. True. And the uh, the fire was bright and fire went forth... Out of the lightning, uh, and the, uh, which makes me think of this Andy Bernard <laughs> meme, the, f- the fire is shooting at us, um, burning coals, flashes of lightning, torches bright, verse 14, and living creatures darted to and fro like the appearance of a flash of lightning. So lightning's fast and lightning moves from one place to another place incredibly fast visually. And so that's what he's saying. He's like, dude, this was insane, bro. Ezekiel's like, I promise I wasn't on the drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I promise. Do you have a breathalyzer here? Let me blow into it. You're going to see a 0.00. Okay. I'm at the key bar canal. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's in the bloodstream except blood. my guys, this or- is
1: like a guy who does DMT and goes to ACDC for the first time. And it's, Fire shooting out of the lightning. That and sounds like a
0: very
2: personal, like a highly specific example.
1: <laughs> You're the old guy, man. <laughs> old
0: guy. Not AC/DC. Y- D-C old. Y- Dang. Why'd, pick- <laughs> Why'd you pick acdc I don't even get it. Grateful Dead, maybe. All right. Verse 15. Now, as I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the earth beside the living creatures, one for each of the four of them. As for the appearance of the wheels and their construction. Their appearance was like the gleaming of barrel. each and the four had the same likeness. Their appearance and construction being, as it were, a wheel within a wheel. So that we're going to talk about the holy
2: smokes. I'm going to need a drawing of this.
0: We're going to talk about the alien thing in a sec, but that's like the number one verse What's that barrel? people. It's like a stone. It's oh, like okay. a like a um, like a like the the stone we saw before. Gotcha. Um, and they went uh, when they went. They went in any of their four directions without turning as they went. Some of the theologians that have read uh, a lot of Hebrew say that when they read Ezekiel, it sounds like a person who's frantically writing when they woke up from a vision or a dream. Hmm. So like when you'll see when he has these visions, it's like he kind of like says the same thing a couple times. And and then he kind of like goes back to it. They think it's because he literally like woke up and was like, I have to write this down. Right. Which is really intriguing. And it does kind of come across like that. And their rims were tall and awesome. <laughs> the, the, there's just so many good car jokes there. And the <laughs> rims of all four were full of eyes all around. So um, this is very similar to what you see in Revelation. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures rose from the earth, the wheels rose. So it seems like they are a part of the same thing. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went, and the wheels rose along with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. So this is the idea that they are one and the same type of being somehow. The, uh, when those went, these went. And when those stood, these stood. And when these those rose from the earth, the wheels rose along with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels, he says again. So... Um, some people in history have concluded that the wheels within wheels are alien uh, spacecraft um, yeah, which, obviously. which it's it's they've concluded the right thing, which is that they' are, no, I think um <laughs> 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 obviously aliens. They have concluded that wow. what um people are seeing is aliens. This is a book called um, the Spaceships of Ezekiel by Joseph Blumrich Joseph Blumrich is not a nut Um, he worked at NASA and he set out to disprove this theory and this book is absolutely insane because this book resulted in several patents being created on technology so this guy was like a NASA engineer he read the text tried to disprove that he thinks it was like tech dot, 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 aliens, and then people that were reading the book started building the stuff he was talking about and patented it, and it was the first time that tech had ever been used. That's I'm weird. kind of saying that's like, that. That's insane. I love that.
1: You know the gyroscope toy? You hold out the string, yeah. or you, you pull it like a Beyblade, and it spins, yeah. and then it balances on the, that's kind of what I'm saying, like a yeah. wheel within a wheel within a wheel. Well, totally. that makes sense? Yeah.
2: Totally. Or, or, yeah, something like this, like a drone with all these propellers. You know, wheel. He has language yeah. for wheel, but not a prop. I get let, let me just say i'm not buying that this is about aliens but i can easily i'm not just going to dismiss that either like i can see why somebody would draw that conclusion because sure. that's
0: a trip mm-hmm. sure and like as far as like i've read people's alien encounters and their alien encounters are obviously encounters with demons i do see like an obvious spiritual connection between those things like i read this this i, I follow like uh alien encounters on reddit because um i am the worst And I was reading this guy's alien encounter, and he was saying that he was alone in a forest, and he got taken by this alien, and the alien said, quote, the true light is within you. Right? Mm. And so now he has believed this truth. Well, that's a pagan, demonic belief. That's the opposite of what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches the true light is within Christ. Mm-hmm. And we can have the true light within us when we believe in Christ. But we do not start out with the true light. Mm-hmm. So you see how, when I read that, I was like, oh, my guy was hanging with a demon. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't see it as like inherently ridiculous when people suggest that aliens are real because I believe it and see it kind of through that lens. So now that we've convinced everyone to stop watching this <laughs> podcast. Those forever. You are, those you that are left. Yeah. On the first episode, <laughs> dozens and hundreds of people were like, Oh, this was this was seeming good, but I just can't. We haven't even got to
2: revelation yet. That'll be I can't twenty twenty five. Can I have a couple can I ask a couple clarifying questions? Yes. Um, so Ezekiel, he's thirty years old, and this is July thirty first, in the year that he's thirty years old, right? Uh-huh. He's he's a priest. And he's probably looking forward to a career as a priest during a booming time of excitement in Israel. And then he ends up having to go into exile. Yeah. So he's receiving this vision in the middle of all of that.
0: Yes. um, That's the backstory for his life. Yes, exactly. He grew up up and became a priest, and then God called him to be a prophet, and then he went into exile. And anything he did before that has been lost and intentionally not included by the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so now, these are the prophecies that God wanted included in the book, the starting right now. You know, so it starts in this thing. He's like a priest getting called to be a prophet, Got it. Um,
2: and and this vision is like is like a dream, like while he's sleeping, or is this like a
0: or does it even matter? Is it like a daydream, or is it just like something that comes over him? Or yeah, that's a great question. the The Hebrew idea of a vision is the same as the Greek idea, and it's this idea that you are like seeing something while not seeing anything else so it's Mm -hmm. not like there's a TV screen in front of you and you can see around and you're still awake just watching it it's like you're there and then you'll see this language later in Ezekiel where it says I was taken in the spirit blank and so he's like dude I I was in Jerusalem like I'm in Babylon but I was in Jerusalem he wasn't Mm -hmm. literally physically in Jerusalem Mm -hmm. but in his vision he was walking around Mm -hmm. in Jerusalem so it's pretty uh, it's pretty trippy and and really cool honestly Um,
1: I think my reaction would be terror if i saw this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely so um thanks for the question so uh verse 22 over the heads of the living creatures there was the likeness of an expanse uh, expanse is the same word that's used in genesis 1 6 for sky heaven type of thing shining like awe-inspiring crystal spread out above their heads so it's like a crystal sky under the expanse their wings were stretched out straight toward one another. Toward The four creatures have their wings spread out towards each other. And each creature had two wings covering its body. That's the same thing that you see in Isaiah chapter 6. And when they went, I heard the sounds of their wings like the sound of many waters. So when they're flapping their wings it sounds like rushing current and waves crashing mm. on the shore. So it doesn't sound like they're pushing air. It sounds like they're pushing water. That's what he's hearing in, mm. his, in his head. Um, like the sound of the Almighty, it says in verse 24, um, like, this, like the sound of God. A sound of tumult like the sound of an army. So he's saying like, sounded like this, but also like this. It sounded yeah. like waves crashing and armies running and wild stuff. It's
2: interesting. I have the uh, New Living translation, not by just what's that's what popped up and uh, it says as they flew their wings sounded to me like waves crashing against the shore or like the voice of the almighty or like the shouting of a mighty army. Yeah. And you think about like a crowd at a, like a hundred thousand plus crowd at a college football game and people you know what? <sighs> and totally. how much that kind of does sound like the seashell, you know, waves, oh. waves crashing. Oh, wow. That's so a good association. It, it's kind of like yeah. a triangulation of what this sounds like. Yeah, the one good. thing of those, like, I, I, I see the waves crashing wow. and the crowd, like the mighty army. To me, I go, if those two are what he's likening to the voice of the almighty. Yeah.
0: You've just now given me a picture of what the voice of the almighty sounds like. That's right. Right. That's That's right. You're so right. And that uh, harkens back to Exodus, where when they hear the voice of God, the people of Israel beg Moses to ask God to not speak to them anymore. They're (laughs) terrified. (laughs) They're terrified. They're like, you go listen to it and just tell us what he says. (laughs) Wow. Um, That was a really good picture. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there came uh, from above the expanse over their heads. um, When they stood still, they let down their wings So it's this idea of, like, they're using their wings to move, but they don't need to use their wings to hover, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the voice comes from above the expanse, so outside of the realm of our reality. That's the exact same way the voice is described at the baptism of Christ and also in Revelation. Um, Pope Gregory the Great in 590 said... Transcending the soul, we seek the voice from the firmament when we examine what is the innumerable throng of angels in the sight of Almighty God. What is their infinite joy at the jubilation of God? What joy without defect? What fervor of love not tormenting but delighting? How great is their desire for the vision of God with with sufficiency and how great their sufficiency with desire? And above the expanse over their heads was the likeness of a throne. So he's saying it looked, it looked like a throne. Oh, did I have that quote? Oh, I had the quote yeah, and the I didn't quote. even put it up for you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> pope Gregory, please forgive
2: me. That's a name for a Pope. Like totally like Greg is definitely like an insurance salesman. Greg,
0: but yeah. not a Pope, Pope Greg. It's like you're working with someone. You're like, I've never met, met your husband. Oh yeah. His name's Greg. What is he like? Uh, he likes Pilsner's and the, <laughs> he likes the, the cards.
2: Normal, un- <laughs> he's, unremarkable he's guy.
0: Gone to bed between 10 and 11, 2,000 nights in a row. Um,
2: it, I think it's
0: safe to say that Pope
2: Gregory the Great is by far at the top of the list of all time Gregories. Totally.
0: I mean, unless somebody. Yes, a... totally. And to anybody who's like hyper anti-Catholic, and they're like, I can't believe that you reference the Pope. There was no Protestant Church back then, you Claude. Okay, so we're doing the best <laughs> you we can. There, there was, was no Stephen there. Furtick. There was...
2: we just lost the anti-Catholics.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> they've lost themselves. So <laughs> ab- above
2: <laughs> our target audience keeps shrinking <laughs> every minute. <laughs>
0: Totally, totally. But it's too easy. Like when you make fun of Catholics, they just take it. So it's not fun. Mm, they're good at making make fun of themselves. F- when you make fun of Pentecostals, they're like, yeah, we are a bit unique and weird as people. So it's not as fun. When you make fun of Baptists, they get so upset. It just makes you want to do it more. <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? So above the expanse, verse 26, over their heads was the likeness of a throne and in appearance, it was like sapphire, and seated above the likeness of a throne was a likeness with human experience, with a human appearance. So he's saying like it looked like a throne, and it was sapphire. That's a sapphire ring that was worn by Caligula. Um, it could be translated lapis lazuli, which is like a blue stone. Um, that's, a, that's what that's the New Living says. Which yeah, which I find better, it interesting because interesting. it's a better it's a better translation.
2: The New Living in verse one. Condensed all of the explanation of like in the year in the second year of the whatever to july 31st for us But for some reason it chooses to, to take what sapphire could have done and it yeah. just says blue lapis lazuli Which I have no concept. It's of a different. It's Minecraft. a different stone
0: <laughs> it's Minecraft. Yeah. Well, it's a different stone and that is what the hebrew says the hebrew says lapis lazuli But I think they pick sapphire because I think they think more people can picture what that looks like yeah. But I'd prefer I just always prefer literal um, which is funny that a less literal translation gave you more literal yes. at that point. Um, New so origin, the church father in the two hundreds said of this explanation. He said, what could be more glorious and exalted than these things? Uh, Jacob of Sarug, who is a Bishop who is nicknamed the flute of the Holy spirit said all these things from Ezekiel, the son of the exile. Did the Lord, did the world learn about the chariots? Awesome appearance. Uh, for, for neither Moses nor David published this account nor any prophet told of it like Ezekiel he's saying he's saying that, that there's like really nothing else like this in the whole Bible mm-hmm. um, the word there for human appearance uh, in verse 26 is the Hebrew word for Adam um, it's the word for human um, uh, it's it's saying he looked like a looks like a man he looked like an Adam. he looks like a person Mm. Um, And and I I believe that it is uh, God the Father who who Jesus Christ is the picture of some people view it as a pre-incarnate Christ But it really doesn't functionally matter Um, and uh, out of out of the uh, so just think about this like out of the brilliance of this vision He is seeing this lapis lazuli sapphire throne and on it is an Adam uh, 1st Corinthians 15 for as in Adam all die so also in Christ shall we all be made alive 1 Corinthians 15.45 Thus it is written, the first Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Romans 5.14 Adam, who was a type of the one to come. And get this. In Exodus, when Moses goes up to the mountain and God invites all the people of Israel to go up and they're afraid, so Moses goes up alone and he stands in the pillar of cloud that has descended on Mount Sinai, And he looks into the face of God, but he can't see the face of God because it's, it's veiled in the cloud, but he is standing face to face with God. It says when he looked down, it says that under the feet of God, the feet of God had turned the stone of the mountain into sapphire into lapis lazuli. So there's something about, and it says in Exodus that the stone was paved like sapphire as blue as the sky. So it's like this beautiful, stunning, light blue, baby blue kind of thing. Wow. And so I don't understand it, but there's something about that type of stone and God. Maybe God just really likes it. I really have no idea, but it's it's just I thought it was very cool. And then he says, verse 27, Upward from the appearance of the waist, uh, from what had the appearance of his waist, he's saying, like, it was like a guy, but also not. That's what he's trying to say. Hmm. Uh, I saw a, gl- a gleaming metal, which makes me think of Metal Mario from uh, Mario Kart. And downward from what had the appearance of his waist I saw the appearance of fire so it's like top half metal bottom half on fire all totally man like the appearance uh, of the bow that was around him that is in the cloud on the day of rain so there's a rainbow around him when they see Jesus in revelation he's surrounded by an emerald rainbow so I would assume that he's seeing the same things that he just mm-hmm. chose not to use the green language um and I have a revelation uh, connection for us here. Um, there's uh, a ton of, of revelation connections and that's the one I just mentioned which is the emerald rainbow and this is from uh, GK Beale and David Campbell's um, commentary and it is like if you ever want to just feel dumb <laughs> read it because when I read that uh, and this is the shorter one. So this is like a 500 page condensed version of the thousand page one and you're reading it and you're just like wow like maybe i am an idiot because this is the most amazing (laughs) content ever and i'm supposed to understand this stuff such was uh verse 28 such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the lord what a beautiful thing what a beautiful thing that ezekiel got to see he got to see the glory of God and think about that sentence because that this sentence is what the book of Ezekiel is about God is showing him his glory then he is removing his people from his glory then he is showing you and telling you what happens when you are removed from his glory then he is giving Ezekiel a vision for the last eight chapters of the glory returning mm-hmm. to Israel that's what the book is about um, and and when i saw it i fell on my face and i heard the voice of one speaking and so that's like the segue into chapter two um
1: that's so incredible that in all of the crowd and all of the waves it's like and it just focuses on one yeah. after he falls down to his face Totally. was that necessary mm. that he had to fall on his face
0: Certainly, uh, I can't think of any time that someone came into the presence of God in the Bible and doesn't fall down like mm-hmm. that. Perhaps Moses, but that's, that's perhaps different uh, because mm-hmm. he was invited into it in a different way. But it, Isaiah falls on his face, you know.
1: I
2: love how he describes all this, and in mine it says, he you know finishes describing all this crazy stuff of obviously he's struggling to find words for what he's seeing. Right. He's doing his best job, probably a highly detailed person it's probably enneagram five I would I would guess. But um and then he ends all of this with demonic. (laughs) He he ends all this with this is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. And just something about that like, hey this is what I saw, take it or leave it. I love that. it so is what it's like, right? (laughs) Yeah. Totally. I'm just saying what I saw. You can I don't care if you believe it or not, this is what I saw. Yeah. Take it or leave it. So much honesty. I believe you. Like I don't feel like you're trying to Convince me or anything, or you know, preach at me. It's like you, you legit saw something and you're strugg- struggling to totally. come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me want to go back and reread it because I'm like, totally okay. The, the uh, the uh, critic in me is a little less, is a little more convinced now. and He's I sl-
1: imagine it was even more grand than what he described. I mean, this is just sure. what he, yeah. you know, sometimes when you see something, you're like I can't sure. really describe it, but yeah. it looked like this, you know what I'm saying? So it was totally. probably way more grand and amazingly beautiful than what is written
0: here totally agree yeah. And have you guys done like um, have you put on like a VR headset where it's like um, a 360 camera has taken pictures of like a real area have you done that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I like have one of those and you can go to like you know Mount Everest or whatever and it's insane it's so cool and like you you put it on and then all of a sudden you're aware that you can look any direction right and the vision that he is seeing we're looking at little paintings the vision that he is seeing is covering 360 degrees like he's, yeah. right. he's, he's there yeah. right. and he's looking around you know and so he's you know yeah i um, imagine the exercise of like
2: describe colors to a blind person like you can only use words mm. um is probably the like the tension that he was bumping up against wow like, yeah. how do you that's do, do that yeah. <laughs> like it's so good No how one do else else you do that has been here yeah it's like okay yellow is kind of easy because it's like okay warmth you can feel that that's kind of yellow orange yeah and wow cold is kind of like blue but it's like what like what else do we how do you describe yeah. color to a person who's never? Because he's using like a right. frame of reference. Oh, it's
1: it's right. like metal, like it's like uh, fire on his legs, and right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: yeah, so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's almost a overly. Um, you're almost. It's almost a cop out to say aliens. Yeah, because it's like, all right, that checks a bunch of the boxes. Yeah, and it's good enough for me. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> but, totally agree, and that's not the pitch of the the, the text certainly. And right. I think it's also important to recognize, like, at the end of this chapter. That this, this, uh, when God uh, asks someone to do in scripture something undescribably difficult, like he's about to ask Ezekiel to do, like he asked Jeremiah to do, like he asked Isaiah to do, like he asked Daniel to do, you see that before that, same thing with Joseph, same thing with Moses you see that before that, God grants them a personal vision of himself in a way that will fuel that incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. life. He has had an experience that's perhaps better than anyone uh, other than the people I referenced and the people who got to encounter Jesus Christ. And so for the rest of the book, I do believe it's important to think of it in the context of this insane thing that he saw because God is giving him this stunning vision and then he's going to ask him to do You know some pretty difficult stuff. It's awesome. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys for being here.
2: One thousand one hundred and eighty-eight chapters left. Let's go. (laughs) Do it. Let's go. Um,
0: (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching. So we would love it if you would um, comment. If you have any uh, Bible questions, we can uh, get get to those in the future. Uh, Comment those. And if you um, uh, enjoyed this content and you weren't uh, offended. Um, uh, by me and all of us if you'd like to subscribe that would be fantastic um, or if you were offended and you want to hate subscribe to this channel um, that is also uh, acceptable and we cannot control that behavior but we would love it if you would do that and either one's good for the algorithm for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. and we just I don't know I just want you to be blessed so I would encourage you to continue reading and studying scripture and I applaud you for spending some of your life doing something as complicated as this so thank you for watching and we'll see you next time i <sighs>